What's going on? How's everybody doing? Starting their weekend off well. I hope it is Friday night here in uh, Denver, Colorado, Mile High City, 10.30-ish. Um, I was fortunate enough to catch a good friend of mine with some extra time tonight. And she is on her quest for her pro card uh, here in about 11 weeks. She is a women's figure competitor. She has competed in the bikini class. She's probably one of the most disciplined people I know, and her transformation is truly incredible. Um, I met her about 10 years ago, and her and I were were very different. We were both into partying, both out drinking a lot, um, having a good time, living life, but uh, not incredibly healthy. And I think we both pretty much decided that we didn't want to be like that anymore. And she took it to a whole other level than I did. Um, uh, <laughs> obviously, you know, if you if you look at the picture that I posted of her transformation, it's it's crazy. She did work and did it well. So here's uh, here's her interview, kind of what keeps her ticking, what her routine is, and uh, some some pointers for the newbies out there that are want to uh, get in shape, stay in shape. So here we go. Knowledge, knowledge, application, application, persistence, Yeah. Sweet. Um, so for everybody that uh, that doesn't know me or uh, people that I'm around, I'm an avid uh, fitness enthusiast. I'm all about uh, trying new things. I've done uh, kind of more strength and, and muscle building. I've, I've done a lot of martial arts. I've done cutting programs where it's more cardio-based. But one of the people that really uh, I've known – her for a really long time, but it's, it's been, how long have I known you, Sarah? It's been, what, 10, uh, 10 years now? Seven, you were 17? Yeah, so 10, 10 years. So wow. 10 years, 10, <laughs> years, yeah. Long time. But, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. And the cool part is, is Sarah now is, is uh, I mean, this is what she does. This is her thing. She, she competes. She's a bodybuilder. She's, she's got an incredible physique, and it's, uh, ten years ago, when I met you, you were completely different. I mean, it was it was yeah. a totally different lifestyle. You you were a lot like me. We were partying a lot. And, we were young. And, yeah, getting in all sorts of trouble. We're getting old. What's uh? Yeah, <laughs> so, we're already almost thirty. I feel like I was twelve yesterday. Oh, sweetheart, I, I turned twenty-eight in about two weeks, and thirty is coming at me fast. I thought you were younger than me. No, I'm a little bit older. About yeah, what seven months older? Looks like it. Yeah, because my birthday's in November. I was, you know, trying to rob the cradle. <laughs> we don't. Wait, what? What? I don't even know what's going what? on. <laughs> know what you're talking about? Who are you? Um, so what? What? What sparks that? I mean, what sparks such a dramatic change? And I, I, I will post 
pictures for you guys to see um, with this podcast. If you if you see Sarah ten years ago and Sarah now, she has one of the most incredible women's physiques I've ever seen, um, and she's she walks around like it all the time. It's not like she's she's one of these people that. You know, she'll go and, and get all ripped and lean and look good, and then six months later you see her, she's in the off-season, and she, she looks like crap. She walks around looking incredible all the time. So what sparked that? Like, what made you just click with that? Well, you know, I wish that it was a, you know, inspiring or life-changing story, but honestly, I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I, you know, as, as Jesse mentioned, you know, I was about 24, I guess, when this whole thing started, um, and doing a lot of partying, you know, I was in a relationship that that's kind of what we did and how we met and it was fine, you know, but I just got kind of tired of, um, doing that and not really getting a lot of personal growth, a lot of fulfillment, um, things like that out of it, you know, I was tired of watching the sun come up and not feeling so hot about it. So, um, you know, I've, I've always been fairly active, um, kind of in a, a different type of way. I've never really played the team sport thing. I've never really been a team sport person. Like, I'm a very independent person and I like to kind of do things on my own. If I, if, you know, something goes wrong, I want it to be my fault, nobody else's. So, um, that being said, you know, I've done a lot of dance. I've done you know, some running, like I got into doing 5Ks and 10Ks, but, you know, I mean, nothing too serious. I get up and go to the gym and run on the treadmill and glance at the weights on my way out. And, you know, typical, I hate to say it, but your typical, you know, average cardio bunny girl at the gym. Um, But I was getting some supplementation um, from Max Muscle over in Colorado Boulevard at the time, and uh, the whole fitness competition bikini competition thing started to become a little bit more popular and I just I really liked that look you know I thought that's something that you know, I'd really like to achieve so I walked into Max Muscle one day and talked to the guys that I'd become pretty good friends with and said hey you know what do you guys know about this um, and they basically said well here's the deal um, if you're serious why don't you go over to um, the gym we recommend so and so and so and so and the rest is pretty much history. Um, I walked in, found my coach, my first coach. Um, we decided to train for the Access Labs in Northern, um, which is here in Denver every April, and um, in the bikini division, so kind of the starter. Um, ended up winning the show, and I was addicted. <laughs> so that's kind <laughs> well, of, yeah, that that's definitely kind of helps. Helped. Uh, so and you have you have you have a friend that works over at Max Muscle, right? Um, yeah, you're, I you're, did. Now, you did. Everybody's kind of moved on, um, as things do. You know, people move on from okay. jobs and go different ways. But yeah, you know, I mean, that, they sponsored me for a little while and um, had a great relationship with them. And then you know, just life moves on and um, you find different places. So, um, but yeah, so I competed in bikini for about two years and a half years and probably about a year, year and a half too long. Um, I just really like to build muscle and get bigger and be recognized for that and be very, very lean. Um, And as a bikini competitor, I was competing usually around 9% body fat and most bikini girls are around 12. So um, it was just evident 
through just my um, overall body shape and the fact that I like to work out hard and build muscle and um, get after it that I needed to make a switch to figure. So that is currently my division. And and for you guys that don't know, uh, your average woman... Uh, that's, I mean, literally you're just average normal body body fat percentage for women is around 20%. So walking around under 10% for a woman is incredibly, incredibly difficult. It takes a lot of discipline and a lot, a lot of hard work. I'm telling you right now, this, this <laughs> I've worked my ass off in the gym for a long time, but I'm telling you right now, this girl outworks me every day of the week. And, and her discipline <laughs> issue, I'll, I'll hit her up occasionally for, you know, how do you do this or do you have any recommendations for this? And she's the first person to tell me, like, quit being a bitch and work harder. Like, because you don't, don't try to do this and use mass gainers. Like, get in there, lift twice as hard, and eat more, and quit being a bitch. <laughs> I love it. I love she, me? she pushes me. <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> no, that's never happened. Never. Um, so, so it just kind of fell into your lap then. You just you tried it and went to Max Muscle, which Max Muscle guys has, um, they have like a, a whole testing thing when you go in there. They'll test your body fat, they'll test your weight, they'll get you lined up with the right supplements for your goals. It's a really cool place to start if, you, if you're not familiar with stuff. So go check that out um, if you yeah, can. Yeah, for sure. But it just, it fell in your lap, you went in there, you got everything going and it just kind of, I mean, your your win obviously probably helped the addiction because the, the feeling of winning is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, it definitely did. And Plus, I just really liked um, that it gave me, uh, you know, a purpose now. You know, there was a reason, you know, granted, I was tired. I'm not going to lie, but it was definitely a huge change because, you know, when you start doing this and you start living this lifestyle, there is no, like, I quit drinking. So I really have not had a drink since I started. Um, So I guess we're going on probably like four years now, four and a half. Um, And just, you know, that got cut out and now I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. and I'm waking up at 5 a.m. because I got to get all this stuff done before I go to work and work a full-time job. And then as you get closer to a show, you have to do a second round of cardio. Um, So that's always um, even more exhausting, but, um, you know, it just gave me, I just loved it. You know, it gave me, it made me feel so good, and it gave me a sense of purpose, and it was healthy, and I loved what it was doing to my body. I never imagined in the whole world that, you know, I could be that leaner in that good of shape. You know, and now, um, as I get bigger, you know, as I build more muscle, it's even more fun because, you know, you start seeing new cuts and new, veins and you know it's just i don't know oh it's super addictive once you you (laughs) see the shape that was my first thing when i started um i was i was out of shape i've been drinking a lot and that's you know you you touched on that once you start getting in shape it it gets to the point and everybody thinks like oh you know i couldn't i couldn't go without having you know my whiskeys or tequila on the weekends once you start getting in shape if you start eating healthy and your body starts appreciating the good things you're putting into it like you'll you'll have one of those days where you're craving like a fucking McDonald's hamburger and like a whiskey. You'll get halfway done with your burger and you'll puke because your body just oh, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't want alcohol. It doesn't want McDonald's. It doesn't want the nastiness. Um, and it's great like just just that feeling alone, knowing that your body is craving uh, healthy, nutritious foods and and drink is is one of the most rewarding things in the world. And that was one of the things for me, like like you said, that was so addicting when you start is 
is you start feeling better, you get this new burst of energy, and then one day you look in the mirror and, and your gut's coming down, you start to see that uh, that six-pack coming in, your chest is rounded out, you know, your shoulders are starting to round out, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm starting to have a body. Like, <laughs> I, could, I didn't even yeah. think this was possible. Exactly. You know, I mean, I always kind of think back to... Um, you know, it's it's like going back to what we were in the caveman days. You know, people people ask me constantly, and I no longer, I don't really believe in a relationship with food. Um, food for me is not, um, well, of course, my, my treat meals, my cheat meals, sure, they're enjoyable because they're a little bit of a break, but for me it's more of a mental break. Um, you know, but I don't really have a relationship with food in the sense that I crave things or I feel like I need things. I need what my body needs. So You're just feeling the body. Need, right. And so I am completely fine. And, of course, it's been years and years of doing this. And just, just buck up camper or whatever. But I'm fine with having exactly the same thing every single day, day after day after day, of nothing but chicken and rice or chicken and sweet potatoes or, you know, whatever it may be at the time. Um, but, you know, I, I think back to what we were as cavemen and how they lived their lives. And look how they they looked, you know, I mean, they were strong and they were in great shape and they were lean and they were active and that's just what it was is that they, they weren't thinking about, they didn't have a relationship with their food other than survival, you know, and right. what will what will I need to eat today in order for me to do everything else I need to do, like provide for my family or, get, you know, hunt and gather or kill or whatever it may be. And for me, it's just kind of that that mentality is I'm eating and um, performing to sustain the life that I wish to live. So. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people, the misconception is that you can step into the gym and and you can lift the weights and you can do the cardio and your diet can be okay and you're going to see the results. And that's absolutely, you know, and, and that comes down to a lot of people think that you know, the, the Phil Heaths of the world, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the world, they're just these dumb jocks. They're these dumb guys, that you know, these meat heads that throw weights around. A lot of people don't realize um, it's more than going into the gym and throwing some weights around. You have to know, you know, what kind of, what are your macros? What are your micros? What, uh, what kind of carbs are there? What kind of carbs do you eat when? Why? What's going to store fat? You know, what, before competition, you know, what kind of carbs do, carbs do you want to eat? to make yourself look fuller? What do you have to do to make yourself look leaner? There's, there's so much science that goes into the, the, not only the lifting, but the nutrition, the, the uh, sleep, just everything ties into this it's a crazy, crazy world that most people aren't familiar with. And, and people, you know, you get these people that go on these fad diets and they're, they're out for you know, three or four weeks and they never follow through because they're starving themselves and trying to run five miles a day. And they just, people don't get it. They don't understand what they're supposed to do. Um, well, it's not, and, it's not sustainable to do that. You know, I mean, it's, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not dieting. I'm living, you know, I mean, yes, of course my, what I eat and when I eat it changes as I get closer to show because to achieve a level of, you know, six or 7% body fat is pretty extreme. And let me say, temporary and should be very temporary, um, especially for a female. Um, but, you know, I never stop eating six times a day, clean, whatever. It's 365. It's my life. It's not a diet. 
And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is that you can't just do, and, you know, frankly, competitors included. Um, I think there is a difference between a competitor and a bodybuilder. Um, a bodybuilder lives at 365. A competitor does a 12 to 16 week prep and then loses their mind, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but people don't really understand that you can't just diet for a set amount of time or said event, you know, a wedding, a vacation, or whatever, and then expect it to stay if you don't change your mindset. Yeah, you know, and that's so. that's the biggest thing with anything is is mindset. I feel like. I'd, I think it's Tony Robbins who says mindset is ninety percent of it. Ten percent is the mechanics. But if you're not if you're not in it in your head, you're never going to make it through. Um, no. And on top of that, too, I mean, you're you're you do you still do training as well? What's that? What's up? What did you say? Sorry. Do you do you still do training as well? Personal training? No, you know I've. Well, I do a few things online. So I'm much more of an okay. um, online distance trainer. Um, I've got a few clients here locally and a few um, not in Colorado. But as far as hands-on, one-on-one, no, not really anymore. Okay. Well, I mean, I, going on, I know that, but. yeah, you're, you definitely have a lot going on in, in the small 24-hour window that everybody gets. But, uh, right. So if you're talking to, because the majority of the people that are going to be listening, the majority of the people that, uh, that are out there in the world don't really know as much as, as say, you or I do, and I'm sure you know a, a ridiculous amount more than I do. Um, but what would you say to these people that are just starting off and, and not I, – I don't want these people to fall into the New Year's resolution category where they're on it for four weeks and then they're off, or, or um, you know, I'm going to start on Monday, or I'm going to start next week. You know, what do you have – uh, to, to really, th- that you found helps people really get into it slowly, steadily, the right way, and stick with it, and not overtraining, not undereating. Like if you if you had to lay out the first week for somebody, what would it be? Well, you know, I mean, for so many people, and you know, for clients that I've had in the past, a lot of people want do, and they want to go, you know, full force completely all in, whatever, the very first day. And I can appreciate the um, enthusiasm and the drive. Um, however, when you're going from one particular lifestyle to the next, that tends to be pretty extreme, it's it's really hard to maintain that. You know, it's very overwhelming. And frankly, on a, you know, physiological standpoint, your body's going to fight you because it's been so used to, um, you know, maybe having some poison, um, just not being as active as it needs to be, um, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's going to fight a little bit of change just because it's a foreign thing. So um, I always tell people and clients that, you know, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So if you can take, you know, if you can lay out exactly, I always ask my clients to take like a three or four day food journal. Um, lay out what you're doing, you know, become a little bit more aware of the things that you're consuming, the things that you're doing um, physically, the things you're doing mentally. Um, you, you know, the mind can be a sabotager as well. Um, just kind of keep a little bit of a, a documentary of that. And then if you can change one or two things a week and just be consistent about that one change, 
it really helps, you know, and you're setting yourself up, in my opinion, for a lot more success because, you know, it's, it's, it's taking it slow. It's, you know, hey, I set this goal. You know, you may set a, a, a end-all, be-all goal, you know, but you got to set little tiny milestones leading up to that goal in order to not get so overwhelmed and to be successful. Um, so if you can just change one or two things a week, maybe that, you know, instead of instead of going to McDonald's for your Egg McMuffin every morning, get up 10 minutes early and make some eggs and oatmeal at home. You know, just something as simple as that. Or instead of uh, sitting on Facebook during your lunch break, why don't you get out and go for a walk? So Perfect. That's kind of my advice, you know, just take it slow, get good positive changes, and then, yeah, as you as you get more comfortable and you're feeling like you could take on more, you'd be a little bit more aggressive, then go on, go ahead. And, you know, and have have somebody to, to you know, check you a little bit too. You know, at least somebody that can listen to you and support you. Because, believe me, even, even the best bodybuilders in the whole world have days that they need somebody to check their asses. <laughs> You know, we get so caught up in ourselves and in our minds and we just sometimes it's nice to have somebody to to be able to fall back on a little bit. No, absolutely. I preach that all the time. Um and it doesn't matter what you're doing in life, if whether it's you know, fitness or entrepreneurship or just, you know, whatever it is that you wanna do, you have to have the right people around you because it is so hard not only to to change your life, which is one of the hardest things in the world to do, to change course in life and really go against the grain, everything that you've been you've been doing um, before you decided to make that change. But to have somebody who's who's kind of a weight, and I I, I don't mean this at all in in a bad way, but for for a long while, uh, my fiance, she just was not she was not into the whole health and fitness thing. She just didn't care. And, and you know, to a point, I wasn't knocking her, but I wanted her to be healthy, you know, and I, I wanted somebody to kind of stand in my corner while I was trying to do what I was trying to do. And it is the hardest thing in the world when you are, you know, you're making all these changes and you went out for a run every day for two weeks and you started going to the gym four days a week and you're, you've, you've got all these meals prepped and you're not used to eating chicken and rice and it's a little bit bland and, you know, you're doing all right, you're three days into your new diet and then somebody has a big freaking pizza on the counter and they're like, oh, it's cool, you know, I'll just eat mine, you eat yours. It's like, oh, dude, really? <laughs> so, and, yeah. and you have, you have to have the mentality, obviously, to get over stuff like that. But when you're around somebody every single day that is not on the same page, it's hard. It's really fucking hard to to fight that every day because it just takes one slip and all of a sudden, you know, you're a half a pizza in and you've lost two weeks of progress. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, yeah. Definitely surrounding yourself with people that are either like-minded or at least are supportive of what you're doing, you know, I think is, is important and helpful. Yeah, definitely. How Okay, so on a, on a scale from 1 to 10, though, how important do you think it is for somebody who's new to go hire a trainer to help them understand their diet, um, obviously, you know, their nutrition, and, and how 
to accomplish their goals in the gym, whether it be, you know, kettlebells or, or actual, you know, dumbbells, bench, whatever, you know, how important is it to, to hire somebody to, to really get you in the know and start you off right? You know, um, I have to say it's, it's pretty important, um, especially on the nutrition side. You know, frankly, um, and no, I mean, for me, it's hands down, I do breathe without asking my trainer first, you know, it seems like. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's just for a lot of beginners, you can get away with a lot of, like, YouTube videos or asking a friend might be a little bit better in the gym or help. Find, you know what, be brave. Find that person that looks like they know what they're doing in the gym and ask them. Nine times out of ten, people will probably help you out. Um, That's a pretty tight-knit community. What's that? I said, yeah, it's it's a pretty tight-knit community. You get people that ask for a spot or help you, and it's like you'd be surprised on, people would be surprised how nice people are in the gym. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, and... I I love it. Like, I love when somebody asks me, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or can I watch them do something? Is, are they doing it right? Of course not. I will take, you know, that whatever, 60, 90, three-minute break or whatever and help them because I just feel like it's, you know, it's going to do if, – if taking three minutes out of my workout helps somebody achieve a goal, totally worth it. But – you know, that being said, so in the beginning, you can kind of get away with a little bit of that. Um, but as far as the nutrition side, I just, it's so important. And you can, like, you can't, I mean, you know, it's cliche to say, but you seriously cannot out-train a bad diet. And if you don't know what you're doing, and, you know, I mean, you can go online and you can do the whole if it fits your macros thing, and you can royally mess that up because you could be eating the wrong things. And so much of nutrition and nutrition for getting in shape and building muscle and stuff is not cookie cutter. This is not something no. that you can taste and download. It's something that everybody is different. And, you know, you have to have somebody that really does take the time to assess you, your physique, how your physique responds to, you know, the foods that you're putting in your body, um, all that kind of stuff in order to kind of, construct a good plan um so i guess that's kind of my answer is save the money maybe on somebody to physically train you and put that into somebody that can really hone in your nutrition because you'd be surprised like how much of a difference it makes that's actually one of the things that i've recommended to a lot of people that have been talking about you know starting a diet and going to the gym and I've been telling a lot of people lately, okay, don't don't go sign up for the gym yet. What I want you to do is I want you to start a diet, but don't don't go do one of these these Atkins diets that's you know this fad diet or anything. I, what I what I want people to do, and I always recommend to people, is that they go and they research what you know what macros they need, what micros they need, what all these things do, what is good lean protein, you know what. What's bad protein? What's hard to digest? Um, you know, the uh, the high glycemic versus low glycemic carbs. Uh, saturated fat got a terrible, terrible rap for so long. That these linkages to heart disease. We're figuring out now that that saturated fats um, from the right sources are actually as much as doubling free testosterone levels. Um, and you know, I I just started this keto diet, which has been a little bit difficult for me to start, but 
I mean, you get things like the, the ketogenic diet that have a lot of health benefits too that will work for some people but won't, won't work for other people. So I tell people instead of overloading yourself with the gym and the diet, pick your diet first because if you, can, if you never step foot in a gym ever once in your life but you eat incredibly well and, and your body responds better to the things that you're eating, you'll still be healthy. If you walk into a gym and throw weights around, but you're still eating McDonald's all the time, you're going to die of a fucking heart attack. <laughs> exactly. So it's not any difference, and you just you you know you're going to feel bad. Like your body doesn't need that stuff. In fact, it doesn't want it. So, right. No. It and and we've been tricked into thinking that it does. Um, we've got these cravings for such shitty foods now because you know we put it in our body so much, but. I mean, people don't even realize either. You go to the store and you get these stupid microwave meals that claim to be healthy, that have trans fats. They've got ungodly amounts of sugar in everything now. People are getting, like, these sugar-free drinks with aspartame in them. Like, guys, you you cannot sit and eat this shit every day and expect to not have health issues. You're going to have inflammation. You're going to have sore joints. You're going to have heart attacks, clogged arteries. Like, I cannot tell you how common all this stuff is now because people just don't understand what they're putting into their bodies. So go go look up nutrition. Learn about nutrition. And and seriously, if you want somebody to help you, contact me or even I, I can leave a link to Sarah. I don't know how much she's going to want to take in messages all the time and babysit. But <laughs> I can always, yeah, I'm always down for, you know, I can be a sounding board for just about anybody, you know. Like Dusty said before, you know, this is my entire life. And literally, if I was allowed to, it would be, you know, the only thing I ever talked about. But I also realized that, you know, maybe about 80% of people that I talk to don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. Interesting about me. It's so hard with that, too, because you get so enthused. Like, you're so stoked. Like, oh, my God, everybody should be doing this. This is the most amazing fucking thing in the world. And half the people you talk to are like, I really don't give a shit. It's like, why? Why don't you care? <laughs> right. Or they just, you know, you start going off about how amazing everything is, and this leads to this, and this is why I do this. And they look at you like you're from planet Mars. And you have to kind of realize, oh, right, just kidding. I'm not at Armbrust Pro Gym, or I'm not... <laughs> These people don't care. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I always talk, I, I always try and talk up arm breasts, like this is the most amazing gym in the world, because to me it is. And people are like, yeah, I, um, I don't really, I don't know what you're talking about, nor do I really give a shit, so. Right. Wow, Sarah, I'm on your, I'm, I'm on your Facebook right now, and I'm looking at a couple old photos, and even some earlier competition photos of you, and the difference between the big, the beginning of your competing and now, and it's just, it's such an incredible transformation. I'm a little bigger. <laughs> you are a little bigger. She could kick my ass, that's for sure. You know, I mean, I am and I'm not. It, you'd actually be surprised. So if you take a look at, like, the very first picture of me um, at my first show, um, I was a pretty... Stringy, string bean, I'm almost five foot eight. I'm like five seven and a quarter or half, depending on who you're talking to. Um, but I was on, I was scared to death for that first show. So I just, I overdid it and I looked okay. 
but I also looked like I'd been scared to death and I overdid it. So, uh, you know, I weighed about 117 pounds on stage. <laughs> Somebody that is in a fitness competition and almost five foot eight has no business ever being 117 pounds. <laughs> that, that being said, um, you know, f- fast forward to, let's say, junior nationals um, this past year, so almost a year ago, um, switched the figure, completely different shape. So, um, yeah, it's quite a bit more muscle, but conditioning, um, my body fat was probably mm, 2% less, um, and just, just conditioned. So just crazy straight and everything like that. But weight-wise, I was 134 pounds. So if you think about that, that's really not that much more considering the difference in look. Right. So, you know, I just, everybody thinks, you know, oh, my gosh, you must weigh so much more. And really, yes and no, it's more just the conditioning. I mean, the next, my next goal for, um, I'm 11 weeks out, so the goal for the next stage is like 140. So a good six pounds heavier um, but the, just the same amount of conditioning, you know, same amount of leanness. So that's six pounds of pure quality muscle. And to be able to do that in a year will be a feat, but I, I'm confident. <laughs> so. so just curiously, and I, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but most people don't. Take me through, you're, you're 11 weeks out, Generally, what do you start? It's like 12 to 16 weeks is when you really start preparing for competition as a bodybuilder or as a as a competitor? Well, you know, I mean, for somebody that is seasoned, you you know, every every show you do, every prep you do, you get to know your body more and more and more, right? So, um, you know, frankly, I could probably be, and I, I tend to lean out hard and fast, and so when I get lean, I get lean and I get, I stay there. Um, so knowing what I know about my body and how I prep, I could probably be shredded inside out in eight weeks. That being said, I do not recommend that, you know, and I actually don't do that. I still take, uh, at least, at least 16 because I would much rather, and for somebody doing their first show, I highly recommend 20 weeks, um, just because, you know, you want to, the goal here is to, build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. So, you know, you always kind of want to grow into your show, and you certainly want to try to maintain as much size that you've put on in your improvement season, your off-season, whatever you want to call it, um, and be able to hold that. So if you take things, if you give yourself plenty of time, you know, you have a better chance of that happening. Whereas if you try to do, you know, a six, eight, ten-week shred, you were probably going to sacrifice some gains. Um, so, plus, you know, there's really no harm in being ready a few weeks early because then you can play around. You can load a little bit, see what you look like, pull it out again. You know, I mean, it just and it it just makes your your prep a lot more um, relaxed, which is good sanity wise, good for your cortisol levels. Just, I mean, just a lot healthier. You know, don't crash. Take plenty of time. So, yeah, that would that makes sense too. I mean, if you 
it's, it's almost like, you know, if you're showing up somewhere with two minutes to spare and you're panicking and getting your shit together, you never you never know what's going to be the outcome. But if you show up 10, 15 minutes early, you can, you can you know, get your ducks in a row and really be prepared. So, And I, I would imagine with competing, the nerves are so crazy right before anyway that it, mm-hmm. it, it probably, it's nice to have a little bit of spare time. Now, do nerves play, do nerves play a, a part in your physique? So, if you, I mean, if you're just stressed to the max, does that fuck oh, with your physique before you get on? Absolutely. So, um, a big part of that is your cortisol levels. Um, you know, that's our, it's our fight or flight hormone. Um, it's our stress hormone. So, and basically what cortisol does is it makes your body hold on to water. Um, it makes you swell, it makes you bloated, it makes you just watery looking. And when you're trying to step on stage with paper thin skin looking inside out, that ain't going to work. <laughs> so, right. you know, and that's something that's, you know, it's, it's hard to control from an outside source. You know, that's a, it's a hormone. You can't, your body's going to do what your body's going to do. Um, so, yeah, you know, the least stressed, the least worried, um, whatever that you can be the better you know i always so i kind of have this if you know if it's if it's doable um kind of a little tradition that uh, i do the night before i compete and you know the night before you compete the work's done you know what what are you going to do the night before you're going to be tanned up so you can't really move you know i mean you just want to you don't want to rub your tan off um, so what are you going to do? Sit in your room and worry yourself into a fret? Get up, pose, pose, pose? No. You know, I actually go out to a movie. Like I grab whoever's with me or I might even go alone. I have, I give zero fucks. Like I don't care. I'll go alone. <laughs> and I just pick a really funny, upbeat, whatever movie, and I go to the movies. And it sucks out, you know, two, two and a half hours where I'm not stuck in the four walls of my hotel room worrying myself into a dizzy. And it's just, it's lighthearted. So, you know, just kind of, if if competing is terrible and scary and just a terrible, you know, awful experience, then you maybe shouldn't do it. Like, Yeah, that doesn't seem very productive. The first one is going to be a little rough just because it's so foreign and you don't know what to expect. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I was scared shitless. But, you know, if it continues to be that way in your, in your entire prep and then the competition your, itself is not a good experience, then pick something else because, you know, that's not the point. I enjoy every single solitary moment of this. And it's 365, but even in my prep, like, when I'm exhausted and I'm on the Stairmaster – for 45 minutes or I'm not eating carbs for four weeks or whatever, yeah, it sucks. It sucks major X, but I love it. Well, yeah, there's obviously something, but, I mean, you you have to put in work for any kind of goal, and that's I feel like that's lost a lot in our, uh, in our generation, especially. Everybody wants that immediate gratification, but there are going to be things that you have to go through to get what you want, but a lot of people, I think, what they miss is is that end result worth the hard work? And for you, I mean, obviously, you, you have sacrificed so much but, but gained so much in the process. It's something that, that just really stuck with you and, and you're very obviously passionate about. 
versus some people. I mean, if if you know you want to work out and you want to get in shape, but it's not your passion and the competition isn't really your thing, you don't have to be a competitor in that. You can work in the industry without competing. And but but I mean, it's really important to find what you want to do, not what you feel like you have to do. Uh, right. And that's, I feel like that's what makes a great competitor, too. I mean, when you look at people like Phil Heath, you look at people like, uh, you look at Arnold, you look at the um, the Ronnie Coleman, the Jay Cutlers, like, those guys will lift until the day that the fucking doctor tells them they're going to die, you know, if they lift one more weight. And that's just because that's what they love to do. They love this shit. They love, I, I, it amazes me how often you talk to these bodybuilders and they, they say, yeah, man, I really miss prepping for the show. I miss cutting the weight, and I, I miss, you know, starving myself from this but doing this and really sculpting this muscle and that muscle. And it's – so I guess when I kind of got away from it, too, was walk me through when you start for your competition – Walk me through what your your normal prep is, and we'll we'll this will kind of finish everything up. I don't want to keep you for too much longer, but what exactly is the whole process of from from the day you know you're going to go on stage and you start prepping to the moment you walk out? Oh, you know, I mean that's a tough one because every prep is different. Um, you know, I mean, of course there's some there's some basics like. You know, consistent. Okay, so here's the thing: consistency is key. You know, you have to, you have to prepare, or you prepare to fail. So you need to know, and this comes with having a coach and laying out a plan. Like frankly, like I said, I hardly think about what I have to do because it's a it's a plan that is sent to me. It's a check in every week. It's a whatever where I'm given the plan of action, and all I got to do is execute. And so when I wake up every day, you know, I cannot control what is going to happen to me in 11 weeks. I don't, I can't control who's going to show up, who's going to judge, you know, whatever. All I can do is control today. And so right. I guess, you know, when I start, you know, obviously things are, things are pretty slow in the beginning, I'd say. You know, there's not a lot of drastic changes. Um you know, there may be, I may experience one small diet change for six weeks or whatever. You know, as long as there's progress being made, and that's what I mean by consistency. Like, you know, just stay consistent in, you know, your diet and your workouts and your cardio and getting the sleep you need and all that stuff, and your body will kind of take over and just do what it needs to do, especially if, You've, you know, you've done this before. Um, it will remember what it's supposed to do. It's, you know, it'll think, oh, <laughs> great, we're back on this crazy train. We remember how to do this. Um, you know, and it'll start to kind of just do it on its own. Um, but, I mean, you know, I just stay consistent in the fact that, you know, I wake up at a certain time. I, you know, either do my cardio fasted or I just get up and maybe eat some breakfast and go to the gym and lift and do cardio after. You know, and then I kind of you know, I obviously have my meals throughout the day, um, but I kind of forget about it in a sense. Like, I don't stress too much about it because I can't, you know, if if you make bodybuilding your whole life, it will consume you. It will eat you alive. Um, 
and that's it's counterproductive. You have to be obsessive to a point, but you can't let it overtake your life because then you're right. not experiencing life, and you're not you're letting it rule you. Um, a lot of people so, are prone to depression and anxiety when they do that too because they they let it kind of take over them. They're so hard on themselves that they're not perfect all the time. They end up freaking. A lot of people, you know, end up committing suicide or on Xanax or some kind of crazy stuff because they just don't know how to control obsession. So healthy obsession is the key there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be it needs to be extremely important to you and you need to pretty much do whatever it takes to achieve your goals, but you can't let it be every single waking moment of your life. And believe me, I mean, I used to be like that and I think I probably suffered for it. Um, but you know, I just I get up and I do my thing and um I go about you know, I go to work and focus on work and eat my meals when I need to and, um, you know, kind of come home, rinse, repeat, and be ready for the next day that I know I can just control and get after it. So, you know, the days turn into weeks and the weeks turn into months. And, you know, I was talking to um, somebody the other day that I actually started this prep kind of, sort of, you know, um, at 20 weeks out. And I felt like, oh, my gosh. 20 weeks, this is never going to get here. And I turned around, and it's 11 weeks today, you know, and I know that the next, there. Turn, the next time I turn around, it's going to be six, and then it's going to be, oh, well, it's time to get on the plane and go to Chicago and go win your pro card. So, yeah, you can't you can't slack, and, and I'll do it Monday, I'll do it Monday there at all. Uh, that's a killer, so. But that's cool. You're getting your pro card in 11 weeks. That's the that's the plan, man. Oh no, you're it's happening. I've got I've got full faith. It's happening. We're gonna be having another interview with you here in here in twelve weeks and you're gonna talk about how awesome it is to be a professional a professional athlete. <laughs> I you know, I'll start preparing my acceptance speech now, but uh <laughs> you know, no, it's just, you know, I know this sounds corny or whatever, but it's just it is it's truly a privilege to even compete at a national level, you know. I mean, you're basically competing with the best in the nation, and everybody's gunning for that spot to be, you know, the next ISBB pro. And it's a difficult thing to achieve, but it's um, it's an honor to be able to to you know to try to try for it one more time, and probably another time if I don't get it, and you know, but. Well, no doubt you'll get there, and it, I mean, I, I, like I said, I have faith that you're going to do it this time. But even if, even if for some reason you don't, you'll get there and and end up competing amongst the best. I feel like just yesterday I was going to see you at uh, at the School of Mines, and then seeing that little competition, taking pictures of you with my phone and editing them, and now all of a sudden you're you're grown up and going to get your pro card. Well, it's not my first attempt, but. Hopefully it's my last. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's awesome though. I love it. I love how far you've come. And I did uh I did post the uh the photos on my Facebook um of her transformation. It's like I said, it's one of the, the most incredible transformations that I've ever witnessed in person. It's truly something to to admire. So go check that out. I'm gonna post this. Um I'll post this up. It'll be on iTunes. I'll post the link to the iTunes uh, and and the SoundCloud that's got everything on there. But um, check her out. Go go watch uh, go watch her compete. I'm sure there's there's I know there's a few YouTube videos out there of her. Um, check her out on Facebook. Cheer her on. 
Um, if you're if you're curious about Thanks, you know, bodybuilding or nutrition, hit her up and and seriously, sure. um, and I research this stuff all the time, and she still knows more than me. So um, she's wow. an incredible wow. resource if you if you need help and, uh, and, and really inspiring if you watch her if you need some motivation. So uh, I really appreciate you taking some time and and doing this. Anything for you, Jesse. Well, I will. Uh, I'll get a hold of you here shortly. Um, I'm going to do some editing, but uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to you very soon. We're all rooting for you in 11 weeks. Application, application. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys.